you can be reflective and honest with yourself about where you are, about mistakes you've made, about what led you to a mistake without the criticism. Welcome to the Unconditionally Worthy Podcast. In this podcast, I will guide you on your journey to connect with the true source of your self-worth. Each week, we'll discuss barriers to unconditional self-worth, the connection between self-worth and relationships, self-worth practices you can apply to your life, and how to use self-worth as a foundation for living courageously. I'm your host, Dr. Adia Gooden, a licensed clinical psychologist, dance enthusiast, and a dark chocolate lover who believes deeply that you are worthy unconditionally. Welcome to the Unconditionally Worthy Podcast, episode 19, and we're in season two. I'm really happy to be recording for you all today. I'm so glad you're listening right now. And, you know, I'm recording this on a Friday. So I've been thinking about kind of getting back into work after my month long vacation to get married and go on my honeymoon. And one of the things that I'm incredibly grateful for is that I like my work and I feel really good about it. And I get to Friday and think, wow, this week went fast. And I just think that working for myself is the perfect fit for me. One of the biggest things I learned at my last job is that I don't like people telling me what to do. And I probably should have figured that out sooner. I'm a Gemini. I'm learning this is a trait of Geminis. We do not like people to tell us what to do, but it means that working for myself works really well. And I'm just really grateful that I have been able to do this, have been able to start my own business. And that I had the courage to leave a job with a really good title and a great salary because it wasn't working for me to do something that felt really good. And I think at the core, that's really what I want for you, right? To You don't need to become an entrepreneur. I'm not somebody who thinks everybody should be an entrepreneur, but to have the courage to follow your heart, to follow your gut and your intuition to a life that is really fulfilling and you know allows you to feel like you're sharing your gifts with the world in the way that you're most meant to. So anyway, that's my little aside, my little reflection for the day, what I'm thinking about as I record today. This episode is all about self-criticism. And I know that I talk a lot about self-criticism and self-compassion, but I really wanted to kind of drill in today on the problems with self-criticism because a lot of us walk around constantly beating ourselves up. And I think that it is no good, that it is not helpful at all. And I really want to challenge you to explore whether or not that's true for yourself. So picture this. Things were going pretty well today. I've gotten a good amount of work done, finished some tasks on my to-do list. But of course, there were tasks left undone. Then I got an email about a meeting I missed and I was supposed to present in this meeting. I get a sinking feeling in my stomach. I start to get hot. My heart starts racing. My palms start sweating. How could I have missed this? I try my best to stay organized and on top of things. I have to-do lists on top of to-do lists on top of to-do lists. I use my calendar for everything. How could I have missed this? 
oh, I'm such an idiot. I can't believe I didn't put this on my calendar or one of my to-do lists. What are they going to think about me now? They'll probably think I'm irresponsible because I guess I am. I missed a whole presentation and that I'm not a hard worker, but I'm exhausted. I work all the time. All I do is work. Oh gosh, I'm coming up for my annual review and I probably won't get that raise I've been wanting or maybe worse, I might get fired. Oh God, if I get fired, I won't be able to pay my bills and I'll end up back at my mom's house. I can't even believe that this happens. Like what is wrong with me? Even when I try my best, I can't get things right. Sometimes I don't even know why I try. This is just another example of me not being good enough. Have you ever had a conversation like that in your head? I know I have. And that's what self-criticism looks like in action. It can start with a mistake and spiral into a prediction that you'll end up jobless and homeless. And that's what us mental health professionals call catastrophizing. I say it's when our mind pulls us down a rabbit hole, right? We start with one mistake, we start with one problem, and suddenly our whole life has fallen apart. So this is sort of the essence of self-criticism, right? At its worst. Sometimes self-criticism comes in sort of smaller, more minor ways. But I wanted to start with that example because I thought you might relate. You might have had one of those conversations with yourself in your head. And while you might think that self-criticism is necessary to help you improve, the reality is that usually self-criticism is discouraging. And all it makes us want to do is curl up in a ball with a pint of ice cream, vegan ice cream in my case, and watch TV all day, right? It makes you want to do nothing because it feels like no matter what you do, no matter how hard you try, you're never going to be good enough. You're never going to get things right. So what's the point of trying? You might as well veg on the couch while worrying about all the things that you have to do. Does that sound familiar? I am not trying to read you. I am just trying to help you see the pattern. And the only reason I can call it out is because I have experienced it myself and I have worked with hundreds of clients who have had the same experience with self-criticism. Often what's happening when we criticize ourselves is that we're trying to avoid the feelings of disappointment, embarrassment, or sadness that arise after a mistake. We're trying to figure our way out of those feelings by saying, well, what could we have done to prevent this? Well, if you had just put it on your calendar, if you had just double checked, if you had just done this, if you had just done that, then you wouldn't be experiencing this now, right? It's an attempt to prevent the feelings, but The thing already happened. And so we can't do anything but feel the feelings in the moment. And so what ends up happening is that on top of feeling badly about the mistake or the challenge or the failure or whatever you're experiencing, we layer self-criticism and shame on top of that. You call it a shit cake, right? Like you start with, oh God, I messed something up and I'm a horrible human being who never gets anything right and I don't even know why I tried right? That does nothing to take away the feelings of feeling bad because you made a mistake. It does nothing to take away the feeling of disappointment or embarrassment. All it does is add on some shame, right? Not only did you make a mistake, but you are a mistake. That's what self-criticism does. And ultimately it leaves us feeling like we are not good enough. Underlying self-criticism is often this belief that if you just did everything perfectly, then you would be worthy, 
then you would never experience difficult emotions. Then you would be good enough. And if you've listened to this podcast for a while, you know that I always argue the opposite. You are already worthy. You don't have to do everything perfectly or be perfect to be worthy, right? But our inner critics tell us otherwise. Our inner critics tell us, you're not good enough as you are. You're not worthy as you are. Why would someone love you? Why would someone approve of you? Why would you get that raise? Why would you be proud of yourself, right? That is what self-criticism tells us. And it's no good. Self-criticism may end up pushing us to the point of exhaustion, right? So some people respond to self-criticism by saying, okay, I just have to do everything perfectly, right? I'm never going to go home. I'm never going to stop working. Even if I'm at home, I'm going to work in bed. I'm going to work all the time. I'm going to make sure I double, triple check every single email. I'm never going to get anything wrong, right? I'm just going to work and work and work. And then I'll never make mistakes and I'll be perfect and I'll be worthy and I'll be good enough, right? Sometimes self-criticism leads us there. Have you been there? Have you been in that space? Always working, constantly striving with the hopes that you can outrun self-criticism. And then maybe noticing in the midst of the exhaustion, because you're not sleeping enough, the fatigue, the burnout, that you still make mistakes anyway, because you're pushing yourself too hard and you're tired and you need rest. The other thing that self-criticism can do, and this one's very common as well, is cause you to procrastinate. So sometimes procrastination looks like, yeah, I don't want to start that project because I'm not going to do well enough at it anyway. I'm overwhelmed. I don't know how to do it. I don't think I'm going to do it well. Uh, You know, last time I made a mistake and I just can't get started. So Netflix, Instagram, Snapchat, YouTube, right? Distraction. Sometimes it's tricky though, right? Because it looks like productive procrastination. Suddenly you need to answer every email within five minutes. You need to clean every inch of your house. You need to, you know, organize every file cabinet you ever had, right? It looks like productive procrastination. But either way, I don't believe self-criticism helps you, right? Now, now, Hold on one second, right? Before I get the argument, but it does help me grow. And how am I going to grow? And how am I going to improve if I'm not critical of myself, right? Hold on. I got an answer for you. You can be reflective and honest with yourself about where you are, about mistakes you've made, about what led you to a mistake without the criticism. It is possible to say, okay, let's be honest about what led to me missing that meeting. I've been rushing. I've been busy. I've been distracted. I've been multitasking. I've been stressed. I have too much on my plate and I missed it. So what am I going to do differently? Okay. I'm going to talk to my supervisor about getting things off my plate. I'm going to delegate. I'm going to slow down when I'm checking emails and make sure I get everything on my calendar. I'm going to create a better organization system for myself, right? That is actually how you take accountability and improve. Beating yourself up, calling yourself stupid, saying you're the worst person in the world, that does not actually help you. And it is very possible to make improvements without criticizing yourself, without beating yourself up. So I want you to check this out for yourself. I want you to really think about whether self-criticism helps you right? I know that what I'm sharing might feel a little bit counterintuitive or even blasphemous if you are really attached to the inner critic you have in your head. But I want you to take an honest look at it. 
So the next time you criticize yourself, ask yourself these questions or think about the most recent time you've criticized yourself. And I want you to ask yourself, how did this criticism make you feel? What emotions came up in response to the criticism? Did you feel happy and energized and excited? Did you feel sad and discouraged and anxious and frustrated and scared? Did you feel depressed? And how did your behave how was your behavior affected by the criticism? Did you get back to work and start working really hard? Was that form of productivity and work healthy or were you starting to overdo it and overwork yourself? Or did you end up procrastinating because you felt discouraged and you felt sort of hopeless that anything you did would be good enough? How did you respond to the self-criticism in terms of your behavior? Then I want you to ask yourself, how do you feel about yourself after you criticize yourself? Do you feel worthy? Do you feel confident? Do you feel good enough? Do you feel like you can face challenges and overcome them? Or do you feel unworthy? Do you feel not good enough? Do you feel unmotivated because you don't feel like you can do anything right? I really encourage you to take an honest look at how self-criticism impacts your life. Paying attention to your own experience is one of the best ways to understand whether or not self-criticism is working for you. And you got to know whether or not it's working for you to make a conscious choice about whether or not you want to continue it or if you'd like to do something different. If you're interested in maybe starting to do something different, I'm going to share something with you today that will help you to start making that shift. So I talk a lot about self-compassion because it's a really powerful antidote to self-criticism. It helps us on our pathway to embracing our unconditional self-worth. And I want to focus in on one component of self-compassion today, which is common humanity. So let me tell you what common humanity is. Common humanity helps us to connect to the fact that we are human. And as humans, we go through challenges and we experience difficult emotions, not because we're unworthy or something is wrong with us, but just because we are humans, right? Often when I'm talking to my clients and they're experiencing a challenging emotion, you know, they're like, I don't want to feel sad. I don't want to feel disappointed. I don't want to feel hurt. I don't want to feel any of these things. And sometimes I jokingly say, do you want to be a robot? Right? Like that's the other option. If you're not experiencing emotions, you're either a robot or you're dead, right? Human emotions are a normal part of our experience. And when we connect to common humanity, we can feel less alone in our feelings. Because one of the things that happens is that we experience something like embarrassment, like disappointment, like sadness. And then we start to think, I'm the only one who feels this way. And if I weren't imperfect, if I weren't a mess up, if I didn't make that mistake, I wouldn't feel this. I'm the only one who made a mistake like this, right? But common humanity challenges that by saying, no, you're human. You're human. And that's why you feel that way. It's normal. It's a regular human response. And that makes it easier to let go of the judgment. When we know that this is a human experience, that we are not alone, that it does not mean that something is wrong with us, we can start to release our criticism of ourselves. So often when we're struggling with something, we blame ourselves and we start to feel like we are wrong as people. But common humanity helps us to let go of these negative thoughts. It reminds us that when we're sad or disappointed about losing something or someone, 
That's normal. When we're frustrated or angry about some personal or societal injustice, that's normal and human. When we're scared or anxious about something, that's human. And reminding ourselves that we are human helps us to calm down. So instead of beating ourselves up and thinking, well, what could I have done to prevent this? Why am I feeling this way? What's wrong with me? (sighs) We say, okay. This is a normal human reaction. Oh God, I missed that meeting and it's really embarrassing. That's all right. I'm not the only one who's ever missed a meeting. This is a human thing. This is a human experience. Can I offer myself some comfort and kindness in response, right? So this is a different way of being and relating to yourself. Instead of finding what's wrong with you, instead of judging yourself, instead of putting yourself down, you remind yourself that what you're experiencing is part of the human experience. It is normal that you are not out on a limb by yourself, that you are within all of us group of humans who make mistakes, who experience failures and disappointments, that you're not going to be totally rejected for these things. And that you can remember that you're not the only one experiencing them. So I encourage you to try this, to remind yourself of your common humanity. The next time you're having a hard time, the next time you make a mistake, you're experiencing a difficult emotion. See how it feels to remind yourself that this is human, that you are not bad or wrong, that this does not make you unworthy, but that this is part of being a human. And see if that starts to help you shift from self-criticism into self-kindness and self-compassion. I hope that this episode is helping to make you think about how you treat yourself and that it's, it's encouraging you to be honest with yourself without being critical and to think about how your treatment of yourself is affecting your emotions, is affecting how you see yourself and is affecting your motivation and engagement in the world. So I'd love to hear your thoughts. You could share them with me by writing a review. Leaving a review of the podcast really helps the podcast. It helps me to know what you like, what you find helpful, and it also helps other people to find the podcast. You could also share the podcast on social media and tag me or DM me at Dr. Adia Gooden on Instagram and let me know your thoughts. Let me know if this is challenging your idea about self-criticism. So I really hope you found this helpful. And if you want to dig further into this, right, this is the tip of the iceberg. Recognizing the challenge of the problem with self-criticism is really the tip of the iceberg. And if you're interested in going deeper, I would love for you to join me for a free masterclass I am giving called You Are Enough, Three Secrets to Finally Feeling Good Enough. And we're going to dive into some really powerful approaches and mindset shifts and strategies to help you start being a good friend to yourself, to help you start treating yourself well, because when you are a good friend to yourself, when you're encouraging and supportive, that's when the world opens up for you. That's when life starts feeling better. So the link is in the show notes. I really hope to see you there. It is a free live masterclass. There are three times available. So make sure you sign up for one that works for you. And I hope to see you there. Let me know what you think. Please leave a review and I'll see you for the next episode. Thanks for joining me this week on the Unconditionally Worthy podcast. Make sure to visit my website, dradiagoodin.com, and subscribe to the show on iTunes so you'll never miss an episode. You can also follow me on social media at Dr. Adia Gooden. 
If you love the show, please leave a review on iTunes so we can continue to bring you amazing episodes. Lastly, if you found this episode helpful and know someone who might benefit from hearing it, please share it. Thanks for listening and see you next episode. This episode was produced by Chris and Tiana and the music is by Wadaboy.